Broadcasting from the Inning Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about how to tell if a tripped breaker is dangerous or not. Let's go. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Thanks for your time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, watching however you're consuming this, um, a tripped breaker is a sign that something went wrong. A lot of people don't quite understand what a breaker is for. Uh, From talking to people over the years, as an electrician, I would say that most people think that a breaker is there to protect you, when in reality, the breaker is not there to protect you. It's actually there to protect the wire in your walls. Now, that might sound silly, but you think about one of the leading causes of electrical fires are um, loose connections, overloaded circuits, things heating up because electricity creates a lot of heat. And where that heat becomes an issue is when you're trying to pull more electricity over a wire than it is rated to handle, that's when things start to overheat. Because if you could see the wires in the wall, you would notice that there are different size of wires. The larger the wire, the more electricity it can handle running over that particular piece of wire. And so if you were to go to your breaker panel and look at, I don't know, actually let me know down in the comments. Do you even know where your breaker panel is? Some of you might actually have a fuse box. What do you call it? Do you Are you calling it a breaker panel, a circuit box? I've heard all kinds of different things, and so I want to make sure that you understand what I'm talking about, but it's essentially where all of the wires come in to this box and then go out to the outlets and switches and lights and things throughout the house. So if there's ever an issue with your electrical or the power going out, it's that place that you go to like check. Anyway, go to your breaker box, your electrical panel, your circuit breaker box, whatever you're calling it. If you look on the breakers, Most of them, you'll notice a number on the little switch part of it. It'll either be 15, 20, there can be a 30, 40, 50, 60. Some of the switches are tied together, meaning that there's two switches that are connected. Some of some breakers will actually have two switches on them, like they're little tiny switches, Um, you know, a two pole breaker. So you got more room in this panel, but that number that is on that breaker switch tells you or it gives you an indication of how much power that breaker will allow to go through onto that wire and the wire that's connected to that breaker the sizing should match up to some point or another a 12 gauge wire should be on a 20 amp circuit you should not have a 12 gauge wire on a 30 amp circuit a 14 gauge wire should be on a 15 amp circuit, so on and so forth. So when you experience a breaker tripping, what has happened is it has sensed that more electricity is going out over that wire than should be. And as a safety precaution, it will actually just cut the flow of electricity so that that wire doesn't overheat. And that's what I mean by the breaker is there to protect the wire. Now, Austin, have you ever experienced breakers tripping yeah the uh the house i live in right now was built in the 50s okay and especially in the winter 
And in the summer when I'm running the ACs, because they're all, I have to use window units. Mm. There's no central air. Okay. And then in the winter, it's just a fireplace. Okay. And the house is built kind of weird, so the other rooms don't get heat anyway. So I'm using a lot of electrical heaters, AC, all that stuff. And they flip regularly if I'm running a heater or an air conditioner at the same time that I am cooking, where I'm using a microwave or something else. It'll flip almost every time. And I forget almost every time. Super frustrating. And yeah, how do that? I was, when you brought it up, when you said like the title, how do I know how dangerous it is? Sure. So that's actually a good point. The older your house is, like back in the day, they used to wire up houses and we used less electricity back then. And so you didn't have to, the, the meters were rated much smaller. Uh, like for instance, I'll just use your example. So you're, you're, when you're cooking and you're running something on the microwave, nowadays in a, in a kitchen, you're gonna run a, a circuit for the microwave so that it's on by itself because that microwave is pulling a lot of electricity. Then you're going to run two small appliance circuits in the kitchen so that the if you have a like a, a big mixer or blender that pulls a lot of electricity, it's not running at the same time that your microwave is uh, or if you've got multiple things going on. So you're running more circuits to these areas where you're using all of that electricity and you're less likely to have the breaker trip. So in your particular situation, uh, what's going on is with it being older, they just didn't run enough circuits for all of these things that you're running. And so when you say I'm running window air conditioner units and space heaters in the winter, this is a very common issue, especially in older homes. Now, unfortunately, there, there's, no, there's no fix to that problem unless you want to run more circuits. Meaning if there's a if you've got window units in all of the areas, if I if I were wiring the home and I knew I was going to be using window air conditioner units, I probably would run a dedicated circuit for each of those so that it wasn't causing everything to shut down because you what probably happens is your window air conditioner is running and you've got a couple of things going on there. You've got the fan motor that's running and what probably draws the most electricity is when the compressor kicks on and all of a sudden the the breaker will trip because it that's where the load is the highest. Now, whether it's dangerous or not, here is do you happen to know what brand your panel is? Brand of breakers. I would be willing to bet that it's one of like the discontinued <laughs> old school like Well, when you go home, like maybe Google the brand of the panel um and and just go into Google and and say, you know, is this brand of panel and put your brand in there and find out if it's safe because the most common panels that aren't safe, the reason that they're not safe is because the breakers don't trip. So you don't have that protection. So uh, the fact that your breakers are tripping and you know why they're tripping and we know that they're overloading, I would actually categorize that as it's, it's not as dangerous your breakers are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know that it's like, oh, okay, I turned the microwave on and the air conditioner was going at the same time. Boom, that kicked the circuit. And when you go back and you turn the breaker on, as long as you're not running them both at the same time, then you know, you're good. It doesn't take any troubleshooting. You don't have some mysterious short circuit or loose connection behind the wall that could be causing a lot of heat and arcing and, and 
be a fire potential uh, or a potential fire hazard, if that makes sense. So what you're describing is more of an annoyance, but I would, I would recommend making sure that the panel isn't an old obsolete panel. Uh, if it is a Zinsco or a federal Pacific, um, those are the two biggest, like, ah, I would, I would make sure that, um, you have an electrician come out and take a look at the, that and you're rent. Are you renting right now? Or are you, you own? I rent. So I would definitely, if it is an obsolete panel, I would bring that to the attention of the landlord and be like, Hey, you know, send them some information. Cause landlords, you know, they, they, uh, are notoriously, they, you know, they, they want to make as much money off of their rental property as possible. Um, but there are landlords out there that will invest and make sure that the, the place is safe and taken care of. So that's a good, that's, so that's good to know just to clarify. And even for like, if you are renting out a space is, so what you're saying is the fact that the breakers are tripping, it's not, that's not dangerous. That's like a, it's supposed to do that. It's not a big deal. Like it, like you said, it's an annoyance, but if that's happening in your home or home that you own, that's not a danger. Is that correct? Yes. The, well, the fact that the breaker is tripping means that you're trying to pull too much electricity on that line. If that happens over an extended period of time, that wire can overheat and then it can become a fire hazard. The fact that the breaker is tripping, that's a good sign. Now, the reason you want to check on the brand is because uh, if it's one of these old obsolete, their biggest issue is that they wouldn't trip. They wouldn't actually shut it down when it was pulling too much electricity and it could cause a fire. And so uh, another thing that you need to look at, though, is if you do happen to have a Cutler Hammer or a Square D or GE, you know, some other brands that are still being manufactured, you want to if they're if the breakers are getting old, it's not a bad idea to have somebody come out and look and make sure that those breakers are fresh and new, because just like any other mechanical device, if you sit there and you flip it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Eventually it does start to wear out. So I don't want to make it sound like there's no danger there. There is. Um, the fact that the breaker trip tells you that like something's wrong. But what I'm saying is the fact that you know what it is. Uh, now, if you keep flipping that breaker, you know, back on, you're doing it knowingly. I would, I would have it. I would, I would recommend, um, trying not to run those things at the same time so that you're not pu pulling more electricity than possible. But that is less scary to me than I have a breaker that just trips and I'm not sure why. Or let's say that power goes out in a room and you go to try and flip the breaker back on and then the breaker won't go back on. Because if you do have a, a trip breaker, the way that you reset it is you turn it all the way off and then you flip it back on. And if it stays on for the most part, that means that that danger of the overload is gone. It's gone away. If you go to flip that breaker back on and it immediately trips and goes off again. So this might happen with you one day where, you know, you're, you run the air conditioner, you run the, the whatever, and you've got too much electricity going and the breaker trips. What could happen is if you end up with a loose connection in the outlet where you've got the, um, the window air conditioner plugged in, 
all of that electricity pulling on that, if you've got a loose connection and it starts to melt the outlet or you end up with a short circuit behind the faceplate, one day if you go and you try and flip it back on and it just continually starts tripping off, that's that's where, okay, you've got something more major going on and you're going to want to have that checked out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So going back to what you're saying with your house, yep. what would, so mine, I know what the issue is, happens every time, but with yours, what would someone do in the circumstance where they're having a breaker trip, but they don't know why, what would they, what, what's the process? What should you do? Um, well, if you know nothing about electrical and it, it freaks you out and it scares you, I would recommend calling an electrician so that they can come out and troubleshoot um, because they're going to know exactly what to start doing and they're going to know how to, um, they're going to have a better idea of how the wires in your home are ran, how much stuff is going to be on a circuit. So they'll start pulling face plates off. They'll start looking behind uh, the outlets to see if you've got things that are melting, short circuits. I've been in homes where, man, a breaker was tripping and we looked all over the place and it ended up being actually a short circuit in the light fixture itself. So you pull the light fixture down and we're looking and we don't see anything obvious. So an electrician is going to know the steps like they'll disconnect something and they'll go flip the breaker back on. Did it flip off again? Okay, well, that wasn't the situation. Or, or if, if it flipped off again, then they haven't found the problem. Then they go to the next device and they might they might remove it, flip the breaker back on, and the breaker stays on. Like, oh, okay, well, then there's an issue right there. I've discovered something, and they'll know how to start looking into that and finding out. So if if you if you're in a home, breaker goes off, and you're not sure why, I would I would get help from somewhere else. Cause if you, if you don't know why the thing went off, chances are you probably don't know enough to start digging into your electrical system and start troubleshooting and doing things like that. So does that answer your question? For sure. So, um, some common causes of why a breaker would trip. We talked about the overload and that was Austin's situation. He's got too many things running. That's pulling more electricity. Um, then that particular breaker will allow to go through. Another one is a short circuit or a loose connection. And that's where I was talking about. If you've got a loose connection and you end up with arcing, um, that can cause the breaker to trip. Or if the, somehow the, the ground wire crosses with the, the hot wire or the hot and the neutral touch, that can cause like there. what's actually happening is, is that's overloading as well, but you've just got an unlimited inrush of electricity happening right there where that arc is, the breaker should trip off and cause that to, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to go off. The other one is if your breakers are starting to get weak. So um, in Austin's situation, if, if it's on a 15 amp breaker and it's pulling, you know, 17 amps, and it, and it trips right away over time, if it gets weaker and weaker, it could take more and more, uh, you know, power to cause it to trip. Um, so it's not, and that sounds weird that if it's getting weaker, it takes more power to, to do that. But if your breakers are old and your electrical system is old and you're having things trip off, you're definitely going to want to have that, uh, checked out back to the overload. Like for instance, in what you were experiencing, Austin, I've, one thing that I've seen people do before and 
I hate to think that it was an electrician because they should know better. But since that breaker is there and it should be sized properly to the wire, you should never go in and just upsize the breaker. And what I mean by that, let, let's say that your air conditioner and your microwave are going and it just happens since it's old, it's on a 15 amp circuit. If somebody went in and swapped out that 15 amp breaker for a 20 amp breaker, that might actually be enough so that the breaker doesn't kick. But you didn't solve any problems. You actually caused your, you might, you, you may have solved your annoyance temporarily, but you're actually causing yourself uh, more trouble because what you're doing is you're, you're allowing now more electricity to travel over that wire that's only rated for 15 amps and you're only supposed to load them up like 80% of that. You're now allowing even more electricity to go over it just because you're annoyed by the tripping of the breaker. You would be better just like leaving that breaker there tripping and like put in a new 15 amp breaker so that it's strong, it's solid, it's brand new and tripping when it should. Now, the the perfect scenario is you run new wires, you get extra circuits, especially if it's something that's happening each year. If it were your home, uh, like I get like it's a rental and if the landlord doesn't want to invest in this particular issue, if it were a home and you knew that like, okay, in the summer, I'm plugging window units in right here. In the winter, I'm plugging in a space heater because space heaters, air conditioners, they pull a lot of electricity. I would recommend that you have a dedicated circuit ran to that particular location and you just know that that's where I plug in the space heater. That's where I plug in the the window air conditioner unit. So anyway, that's, that's the main thing. Like if, if you've got a breaker that's tripping, if you go to reset it and it comes back on and you know why it tripped, then it's probably not as urgent and as safe or, or it's not urgent and it's not unsafe or it's more or less safe where you run into issues where it's dangerous is if you go to reset the breaker and it kicks off immediately and you're not sure why it's tripping, get somebody out there that knows what they're doing that can come and troubleshoot, uh, you know, call an electrician, explain the situation. They should come out there and figure out why and present you with some options to, to be able to fix that. So any other questions about your electrical system there, Austin? Well, sorry about breakers. We don't want to go into a whole nother topic. Nothing off the top of my head. I think that that is something I would have done just like the handyman in quotes thing is just getting a bigger breaker rated for more. But what I just learned was that's more dangerous than the annoyance of just having to flip it every time it trips. Yes. So that's good to know. Yeah, definitely don't, don't just go upsize the breaker because it's like, Oh, well I'm pulling more power. I should let more power there because again, the breaker's only job is to make sure that that wire doesn't overheat um, to prevent it's there to prevent uh, the potential of house fires. So anyway, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you've got questions or comments or want to chime into this week's episode, leave a comment down below. If you'd like to know more about any hour services, check out anyhourservices.com. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of in the house. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to in the house. See ya.